0: Well done. Okay, we're doing one reading. (laughs) And it's from John, and it's chapter 10. And I've got an old school Bible to read from now, which is nice. Okay, so we're starting at verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. When the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it, the man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for those sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and they shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life, only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. And This command I received from my father. The Jews who heard these words were again divided. Many of them said, He is a demon possessed and raving mad, why listen to him? But the others said, these are not the ravings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? This is the word of the Lord.
1: Well done, I am really sorry. We do know what we're doing really. They they say that one of the most frightening things that people will ever do is to stand up and speak in front of everybody else. So kudos to you guys who've come and stood up here and done your piece. It must have been incredibly frightening looking at our wonderful faces doing that. The other day, I was in the uh, plumber's merchants just along the road here, uh, because my son uh, had asked me to pick up some bits for him, because he was doing some work on our house, and he is a plumber. And uh, so I went in the plumber's merchants, and I said, any plumbers, anybody a plumber? No, okay, good. Um, So I went in the plumber's merchants, and I said, I want to join two bits of pipe together. Can you help me? And uh, he was after a bit of more information. He said, "Uh, 22 mil or 15? Oh, I'm going to go for 15. He said, okay, great, copper or plastic? Oh, I couldn't remember what it was. Uh, copper, he said. Great, compression or soldering? I think soldering. He said. Great. Uh, do you want end feed or soldering? So at that point, I left the builders' merchant, uh, left the plumber's merchants, and uh, went into, uh, picked up my phone, and rung my son and said, "Exactly. What do you want? Spell it out to me clearly." Uh, in the same builders' merchants, where the plumber's merchants, when I first went in. They were having a heated debate about Sheffield Wednesday and, um, and it's very heated this season apparently and um, they were all ranting on about what could have happened, what would have happened, should they buy new players, should they sack the manager, could I sell my season ticket on eBay, stuff like that. And then it went a bit quiet and the guy turned to me and said, what do you think? I said, don't ask me, I'm a Watford fan. (laughs) It went very quiet in there for a moment. But I managed to leave with my life intact, so that was all good. We come and ask questions about life very often, and the question is often isn't, does God exist, but what is God like? And so like in a similar way, when I didn't really know what I wanted in the plumber's merchants, my son gave me pictures and explained it all a bit more uh, succinctly as to what I wanted. And in the Bible, this happens as well. So we get things like God is a shepherd. Now, if you lived in an agricultural community, that would probably be a very helpful picture, but I don't think any of us here are, maybe. Maybe someone's a shepherd or works on a farm or whatever it might be, but probably not in the middle of Hillsborough. And these pictures are in the Bible to try and catch us in, to try and help us to understand what is God like. Um, I don't know about you, but I watch various stuff on YouTube and people debating about what God exists, and there's an academic debate about is he real, isn't he? Is he a figment of our imagination and things like that? But what I've observed from people is when there's a crisis, when push comes to shove, there's a gut reaction to pray. There's a gut reaction to cry out to God or to reach out for something bigger than we are ourselves. And those those moments happen every now and again in our life. And a really good moment is when a baby is born. What sort of child am I bringing into the world? What sort of a husband, father, mother am I going to be? What what lies ahead? And it's a time when people often reach out and say, what is life about? We had a a meeting here a few weeks ago uh, when we were praying for our youth and young people. And I said, how many people here became a Christian in your teens? And probably 90, 95% of people who were here put their hand up and said, yeah, I I became a Christian then. And it's a time, a teenage years, it's a time when you you get to a point where, what is life about? What job do I wanna do? What, What lies ahead for me? Or maybe retirement, or maybe midlife crisis, or whatever those other moments might be. I mean, when life's going swimmingly, we don't really think about life too deeply. But when we hit a crisis or a thing that makes us stop and think, we often reach out to God because there's a gut reaction in people's lives that happen at those points. So intellectually, you might be thinking it through, but actually as a gut reaction, what happens when push comes to shove is very often we reach out to God. And like I say, it's Pictures in the Bible as to what is God like. So one of the pictures we have is God as a shepherd. Another picture we have, God describes himself as a husband for people or a father, our father who is in heaven is the probably one of the better known prayers of the Bible. There's a story where Jesus says, how I long to gather you together like a hen would gather its chicks. There's a sort of mother side of God. And Jesus describes himself in this passage as a good shepherd. So there was shepherds around, there was leadership in the place, but wasn't always good, like some of our politicians might be today, where you're looking for good leadership for honest people. And Jesus describes himself not just as a shepherd, but as a good shepherd, for one who will lead and take people forward into a good place i just wondered if jesus was here today whether he would use a different word because like i say i I worked on a farm for a while and we had sheep on that farm i wouldn't describe myself in any way shape or form as a shepherd so we had a trough which was probably four foot across 1.2 meters in metric terms and The trough was full of this this grey, gooky, stinky, watery substance. And the farmer said, I want you to stand there and stand one leg either side of this trough. And I thought, OK, I'm the young guy, I'm the first guy in, this is a wind-up, you know, sort of left-handed screwdriver, long-weight, sort of moment, but no, he was genuine. So there I was, stood either side of this thing with a, with a long stick, and the long stick like, had a Y end, and my job as a sheep swam underneath me was to push them under the water. Now, I thought this was incredibly unkind when I first saw it, but it's actually it's all disinfectant and it's all killing ticks, and it was all genuine good stuff, apparently. I'm sure we wouldn't do it today. I'm sure there'd be an injection or a spray or something. But God describes himself as a shepherd, someone who will help, someone who will do you good, someone who you will, will lead you to the right place. And I'm sure if the terminology was used today, maybe God would say, I am your mentor. I am your, the one who apprentices you. That relationship of, with somebody... Who's over them and doing them good, leading them into the right places? God invites you to become part of his flock for what he has done. And we're leading towards Christmas, celebrating Jesus entering the world and then his life, death, and resurrection, and all that applies. So just in closing, a question might be, if you were going to shepherd somebody else, what sort of things, if you were going to apprentice or mentor or whatever, what sort of things would you want to do in their lives? What sort of things would you want for them? How would you want to help them forward? Maybe you do some of those things professionally. This is the picture that God wants to do. God wants to do as good. God wants to lead us forward. God wants to lead us in places that are right, in lives that are helpful for him, for you, for other people. How would you like God to shepherd you? As well as maybe how would you... How would you like to shepherd your children? As this is primarily what we're celebrating this morning. How would you like to lead them in good places? And I want to appreciate... I love it when these things happen and all the family turn up because it's what they say is a village that raises a child. It's the family that come together that support you and to be with you. Obviously, with so many people here, you've obviously got a a strong and supportive family, so thanks for that. A video is going to come up in a minute, and I'm going to close with that. The video is of Psalm 23, the song that we sung earlier. Which is King David, uh, a thousand years or so before Jesus was born, who was a shepherd at one point in his life when he was a young lad, and his reflections on shepherding from God. So I'll just leave you with this picture, which is going to come up, isn't it? And um, and I'll leave you with those words, just to reflect on how the God is my shepherd.
0: You.